Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. I Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! You know you're still number one, but boys, they want to have fun. Hello and welcome to the Little Marty Podcast. Uh, This is the only podcast that I know of dedicated to the films of Martin Scorsese and Adam Sandler. I am one of your two uh, hosts, uh, Jeremy the Butcher. And who am I sitting here with today? Eric... Halloween. Boom. Perfect. Uh, Eric, uh, we this is a big episode for us. We, you know, you know, personally, when we talked about doing, you know, what director we were going to cover next, uh, and we landed on Scorsese, I'll be honest, this was the movie I was actually the most excited to revisit because I've only seen this one time before today. Ah. Uh, it is The Wolf of Wall Street from 2013. Um uh, and, but we're not going to do it alone, just the two of us. No, no, no. Nah. We actually have a guest today, and I don't want to waste another second before I bring this fella on. It is uh, probably my favorite Twitter wow. <laughs> follow. Wow, that's, I, I, that's crazy to say. I'm going to say this, Jerry. I, I, I'm going to say this. Yeah. The Martin Scorsese of film Twitter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I think, I, I think that's fitting. And, and yeah. it is Michael Chow. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Michael, if you are the Martin Scorsese of uh, Twitter, can do you think Eric and I combined could be the Adam Sandler of the film? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I already okay, think you'd be that way. You. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Uh, I'm like the the pre 2000. I'm like everything up to Little Nicky, and Jeremy is everything after Little Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, well, everything after Little Nicky, but before yeah. uh, excluding Punch Drunk Love. I'm also Punch Drunk Love. <laughs> okay, great. I'm a lot of like Zohan stuff, and uh, you get a uh, Hubie Halloween. That's pretty good. Oh man, Damn Hubie it. Halloween is 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 quite good, and I get uncut. Uncut's not uncut's not bad. good. And, yeah, you get uncut and, and, and hustle. Hustle ain't bad. Hustle I liked hustle bad. a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we just covered that. We actually took a break from where we were in the timeline um, hmm. to cover hustle because it was more relevant right now, and I, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a, it was fun. It was good. It was it, it was a good move on our part. It, it also like because right now we're in a pretty dour uh, <laughs> decade for Sandler, where he's not oh, sure. So it felt good to remember like what a good Sandler looked like. Is this like pre Netflix <laughs> or is it like Netflix era? It is. We're 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 just about to hit Netflix, and we're yeah. like we're in Zohan, and when he did the Disney Chuck film, and Larry. Chuck and Larry, and bedtime stories. It's I kind of like, like Zohan. It's like it's not it's not good, but I also like I think it's like kind of funny. Yeah, it it wasn't horrible. I I, yeah. I think I gave it. I think I gave it some like a what what I give Zohan in terms of a score. It was like a oh yeah one point seven five. But that's not a one. Okay, <laughs> Chuck and Larry sure. got a one. <laughs> so. Okay, yeah, yeah. Michael, I gotta ask you since we're talking about Sandler, mm-hmm. um, our fans are crazy about the movie Airheads. I got to know what your take is on the movie Airheads. Have you seen oh, it? Oh, man. Uh, I, I used, it used to like air on like Comedy Central a lot when I was like a That's kid. Right. And I think I like, yeah. did watch it a lot. Uh, I think it's fine. 
right. Ding. That's the right answer. That, our, our fans are sick people. They don't. They I haven't don't seen it since. Yeah. Maybe it's like really good, actually. It's yeah. worth a rewatch. Okay. Worth a rewatch. It's got like a really good cast, right? It's got like Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. Fraser, Buscemi, yeah. Sandler. A great um, Farley stuff in there, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Michael, yeah, again, like, uh, you've been on the show before, so mm-hmm. welcome back. Um, Thank you. Definitely, yeah, I, I, not to keep harping on your, uh, on your Twitter, but like, I do, I do love it. I do recommend it to people. Uh. No one's ever, no one I've ever recommended, uh, you to has ever been like, that sucked. Don't, don't recommend <laughs> anything else. <to> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Wait, I appreciate you, that. To remind the listener, though, you're just a bit of like a what a film liker, right? Like, or or do you yeah. do you work in the biz somehow? I don't really work. In, I mean, I I want to be in the biz, but I don't really work formally in the biz. No, right, right. Um, yeah, you're just kind of a just kind of a guy out there. <laughs> You know, watching movies, liking movies. <laughs> that's kind of that, at least that's that's you in my imagination. Am I? Am yeah, I it's close? a very niche, <laughs> uh, niche uh, thing to be on yeah. Twitter. One of those rare guys that watches movies. <laughs> yeah, oh, and and likes them. And posts, sure. And posts about them. Yeah, liking I them, that, I think, is actually kind of rare on Twitter. That's what I was gonna say. Actually, perfect. I was just gonna say, yeah, I think actually, like liking stuff generally is a rare. Uh, that's kind of what sets you apart a little bit. And, um, I think what I appreciate so much is cause I'm kind of what I, cause I, I'm like, I like write and direct stuff. So I'm like, mm. I'm, I almost never have a good negative hot take on something. Like it's, sure. it's it, it has to be like war propaganda. <laughs> it has to <laughs> sure. be something like I think is a net evil for the world sure. yeah. uh, for me to dislike it. So, and then Very so fair. Yeah, so stuff does fall into that, but I do. But for the most part, you know, when I watch something, I'm always milking all the, all the kind of positivity I can. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of people work on that stuff. It's and uh, people uh, put a lot of work into it. It's, I don't know. Yeah, it's good to appreciate that stuff. Yeah. Um. Great. Well. Uh. It, I mean, what do you say we take a little bit of a look into some of the behind the curtain stuff for Wolf Wolf of Wall Street? Um, Let's do uh, it. Uh, uh, not to be confused with Wolf of Wall Street. Waffle of Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, it is a 2013 American biographical black comedy crime film directed by Martin Scorsese and written by Terrence Winter. Uh, it is about Jordan Belfort, who is this like scumbag, you know, freaking uh, Wall Street guy. Um, this, uh, in, a, a kind of, a uh, a big hit for Martin Scorsese, actually. Like, um, it's like his I, most successful movie, right? It, it, it might be. I, I think if it's not this, it's departed. Mm. Um, but y- it is actually, yep. Confirmed. So Ow. this took the departed crown. I That's believe. kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and it kind of makes sense, like, as far as the casting goes and just the subject matter, I feel like this, this is like also like maybe one of the least niche mm-hmm. of his films. At least that's the way it kind of feels to me is it's like very accessible. Like everyone kind of gets this, yeah. this guy, you know, it's not a, it's not a genre film necessarily like a, like a Goodfellas or, <laughs> or Departed. It's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's pretty broad. Um, 
you know yeah. what I like about uh, this? So I'll, I'll say this about Scorsese films. is uh, My favorite Scorsese's are, are like the After Hours and the Kings of Comedies. Right. And, oh, yeah. Um, you know, Cape Fears. Um, the, the crime movies, I do like a lot. Mm-hmm. But this is my favorite one. Because it's like a white collar crime movie. You know oh yeah, I mean? it's like uh, <laughs> it's just a little bit different. And uh, yeah, I mean, this story is just absolutely insane. Um, well, it's like Michael, kind of I like wanted. A ca- oh, sorry. What are you saying? Oh, go ahead. Honestly, like it's like kind of a capper to like his like crime movies. It's like at least like the capper of like the trilogy, where it's like it, yeah. each movie they get more and more legit, and like here, like they're the yes. most legit. They're right. just kind of getting away with everything. Yeah. Um, I'm curious before I forget because I uh, I remember when we when we had talked about what movie um, you wanted to do for the podcast. You mentioned I believe you said that Wolf of Wall Street is your favorite Scorsese. Oh yeah. Um, talk talk to me a little bit about why why Wolf of Wall Street of all of all the films are is your favorite Scorsese. Uh, you know, just like boys being no. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think it's like a really Dude's like rock. I think it's really funny. I think it's like. I think it's like interesting that it's like an Obama era movie that's about like uh, how like capitalism's bad. I think it's like a really yeah. interesting movie. Love it. Yeah. Um, and like as I was saying, I think it's just like a good. It's like a good like conclusion to like that trilogy that he has with like Goodfellas and the Casino. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. Like, uh, there's so much. Yeah. There's so many parallels to those. Um, calling it a trilogy is the first time I've he- personally heard that, and I like hmm. it. I think that's mm. cool. Um, I uh, I, th- I think it's also up there for me as well as being one of my f- my, my favorites. Um, this is my second viewing of it, but it really stood that kind of test of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll we'll get into it, you know, as we discuss the plot and all that all that great stuff. But uh, it's yeah. starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, Margot Robbie, Matthew McConaughey, Kyle Chandler, Rob Reiner, John Favreau, uh, John Barenthal, <laughs> um, uh, Jean um, uh, Dujardin, Jean Dujardin um, from The Artist. Uh, yeah, all-star cast. Um, and there's more people in it than even that. <laughs> like, this has got, like, uh, as many Easter eggs <laughs> as you can imagine. It's got, like, uh, Rob Reiner and uh, John yeah. Favreau. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Fran Lebowitz, yeah. uh, Spike Jones. Um, yeah, it's weird to see the uh, Pod Save America guy in a Scorsese movie. <laughs> by the way, oh wait, yep. is it was one of the Pod Johns? Oh, sorry, sorry, no. I got it. <laughs> Cl- yeah, wow. Um, um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's got like an incredible cat. Oh, uh, I think uh, Steve Madden is played by Dustin Hoffman's son. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um yeah, great uh, uh This is the fifth casting. the fourth Leo Scorsese, I believe. It is. Right? And it's the Aviator, fourth Departed, Shutter Island, and Wolf. Yes. And I believe it is it would be the fourth one in a row had it not been for uh Hugo, which comes mm. right before this. And it would I, I think it actually would be the fifth one. So it'd be it'd be Gangs, Aviator, Departed shutter island and then it's hugo then this um man so yeah uh when we hit our leonardo dicaprio era um michael that that was like a flag went in the air this was like okay we're into some good stuff (laughs) um we i i'm a big uh i I also like love watching leo's tracking his like career through scorsese Mm -hmm. like once he starts with gangs like 
you know, I noted that I, you know, he's not there yet. Like he's no. trying yeah. his hardest and he's doing a good job, but mm-hmm. he's out. He's easily outclassed by like oh, definitely. His, his, his. Well, Danny Day Lewis, he's like going up against. <laughs> exactly, but that's no easy feat, you know. And it's like respect for going up against someone like that. Uh, yeah. Aviator, you know, it's getting a little better. <laughs> like he's, I don't think he can quite carry the whole movie, but mm. it's he's still very good. And then by the time we get to The Departed, I'm like, okay, I actually kind of believe this guy now, and mm. th- and then Shutter Island even more and then this is like for me the pinnacle of his his run here um uh you guys uh believe leo in this role uh, <laughs> yeah oh hell yeah yeah <laughs> i think this is like the one that like where like his whole thing like really clicked for me yeah yeah um, yeah i agree i mean i don't I, honestly the departed too i i kind of felt the same way about the departed too the aviator is the only one where i just didn't uh i, I mean to be honest i'm just not like that familiar with howard hughes mm. and how he was as yeah. a person it sounded to me like leo's howard <clears throat> hughes voice just sounded like um dana carvey doing george w bush <laughs> <laughs> and i could not get that out of my head the whole movie so uh but yeah i don't know i, I gangs of new york leo is a big step down for me from Wolf of Wall Street, Leo. Oh, definitely. Leo, I will say. Yeah, and it's uh, but you know he's he's again he's given the ch- he's given the chance through Scorsese. Whatever it was Scorsese saw in him, maybe it was just box office numbers at some point. You know what I mean? And then turned into mm-hmm. oh, this is a beautiful this is a beautiful relationship. Whatever he sees mm-hmm. in him is 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 at this point I think paying off in in dividends. Um. So here's some trivia. Uh, according to IMDb, um, uh, they snorted so much B, uh, vitamin B <laughs> for the scenes involving <laughs> cocaine that uh, Jonah Hill ended up in the hospital. <laughs> oh my god! Man, um, yeah, it's yeah. I, I feel I, like <laughs> that. There's something else you could be snorting, maybe. Like I feel yeah. like that obviously would happen if you did too much vitamin B. Isn't there, is that really the best, like, cocaine substitute they have? It's like, what, like, flour? I don't think you can snort, maybe you can snort flour. I, I, I just don't know. think it you can snort like anything that else. much. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I just I don't think you should be snorting that much of anything. Yeah. 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 Um, but notably, it wasn't real cocaine, which is usually the trivia <laughs> we get, you know? <laughs> like, if you're doing Boogie Nights trivia, it's like, and they would, you know, go into the bathroom and come out hours later before doing scenes um mcconaughey scenes uh were all shot in the second week of filming um so this is something that'll come up again and again but a lot of this film is improvised actually Mm -hmm. um and including this great mcconaughey bit that happens up top uh it's something that he just kind of does i guess to warm up yeah chest pounding right yeah i think it's like a vocal thing that he does yeah yeah this yeah. movie is basically one long herald from my <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And now that you put it that way, I, it's, <laughs> it scores, uh, I don't know if it scores lower or higher now, but um, yeah. Di- uh, di- yeah. Uh, I, DiCaprio really liked this, I guess, and encouraged them to use it later as their kind of big uh, crescendo moment uh, towards the end. Um, Margot Robbie insisted on her nude scene. Apparently, hmm. Scorsese was really cool with her just being in a like a robe, coming out in a bathrobe. Um, and Margot Robbie was like, just like, okay, let's. Yeah, no, I, 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 the character has to be 
full fully naked. I actually so, know that. That's cool. Yeah, it's 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 like always like a. I guess that's always a much more fun thing to hear than the opposite, where yeah. the actor doesn't want to yeah. be naked and through contracts has to be. <laughs> um, yeah, Jonah Hill uh, wanted to work with Marty so bad that he mm-hmm. made only sixty grand on the wow. film, while Sag, Leo uh, made minimum. ten million. Yep, yeah. seg minimum. Yeah. I yeah. love that man. I like Jonah Hill a lot. To I be did honest, too. I'm a Jonah Hill fan. I think he's great. And yeah, yeah it was. I, I like you, Jeremy. I've only seen this. I might have seen this movie twice. Mm. It's possible I've only seen it once before. Mm-hmm. It's one of those where I've I watched it, and I was the same way with The Departed, where I watched it, and I was like, "Damn, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen." And then for some some reason, I've just not watched it again. I mean, it's like and, a long movie. Yeah. It is it is a long one and it's doesn't feel It's like also that. kind of like emotionally it takes a lot out of you. It's a oh, wild sure. story. It's like an exhausting it's intentionally exhausting. Yeah. Um but man, Jonah Hill was one of the one one of the performances where I was like, damn. Oh yeah, he's like incredible. He's doing like a like whole like I like I always compare him to like I think he's doing like a Pesci thing in it. I think he's like incredible yeah. at that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good observation. Yeah, yeah. Um his Man, that's so cool too. By the way, to just it, you can tell from his performance that he was just so down to just to just go all in on the character yeah. too. You know, it's great to see. Yeah, he and I would say like in one thing I I that came up for me a lot during the second viewing was just like how dangerous this film feels, like in mm. more ways than one. Like like these scenes are harsh like there's a lot of harsh scenes in this and jonah hill is just chopping it up with the best of them and Mm -hmm. he really deserves that oscar nom he got for this because oh yeah it's like it's a whole thing he's he's a whole vibe and yeah there's there's a lot of like and he also like looks like it's like the perfect character because he gets to be really scumbaggy in this Mm -hmm. too he gets really dirty and down in there um it's it's definitely a but so funny like yeah. the scene where he's like begging Jordan to to smoke crack with him for yeah. the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yes. Um, it was like a whole bit like about like wanting to like marry his cousin is like so funny. Oh yeah. god, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so good. Like like doing that thing that feels so true to life where someone is excusing their really fucked up behavior by just being like, no, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> He's got like such a good look too, like his like fake yeah. teeth that he's like wearing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His like it's like a weird look of like a guy who's kind of a scumbag who's trying to look waspy and rich. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's like you have to layer those things on. You know, mm. you have to first put on scumbag, then put on waspy. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's a cool it's a cool idea for a character. Um, yeah. Much better idea than my vibe, which is scumbag and poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, this is probably my favorite bit of trivia is that Steven Spielberg spent a day on the set. and um, Really? Yeah. And he and uh, apparently watching the shoot of the Steve Madden speech, Martin Scorsese claims that Spielberg essentially co-directed that scene and Whoa. gave uh, advice to the actors and suggested camera angles. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, if you're Martin Scorsese, it, this is just a net positive. I think is having your buddy Spielberg in the room, like helping you direct. Like this is just like, or just like, just like being like, I'm sure it was a treat for the cast. It was a treat Mm. for the crew. Like this just seems like nothing but 
none of them have anything to prove anymore. You know, it's not the seventies. So mm. this is like just friends being friends. And I kind of like close friends too. That. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, wasn't Scorsese originally supposed to do like Schindler's list. And he's like, Oh, I like, I'm not the guy to do that. It should be like Spielberg. Yeah. You hear that story a lot with like different films changed hands a lot. Like, um, I think like there's some changing of the hands with Cape fear as well. Mm. Like that mm. was supposed to go to somebody else, uh, maybe De Palma or something like, Oh, that makes sense. They're all really, they're, they all seem like, I don't know how super close they are. Like if they talk all the time, but like, you know, when Scorsese won his Oscar, it's Spielberg, Lucas and Coppola handing it out. Yeah. Like it's, they, yeah, they, they, they seem to have at least a deep admiration for one another. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then of course, like Jordan Belfort did consult a lot on this film. Um, and he helped Leo, you know, with his character and specifically with the lewds stuff. Um, mm. uh, and yeah, I think, and like, again, this is like, it, I, I would just go read the IMDB trivia page cause we'd be here all day with like just infinitely interesting little tidbits <laughs> yeah, <that's wild. laughs> about this film. Cause it's, it's seemingly endless. So do yourself a favor and read through it. It's, it's really cool. Um, the stuff about the um, shift to like f- filming on digital is kind of interesting. So uh, Thelma Shoemaker, who uh, Scorsese was Scor- is Scorsese's longtime editor, said the film would be shot digitally instead of on film. Uh, Scorsese had been a proponent of shooting on film, but decided to shoot Hugo digitally. Uh, despite being filmed in 2D, Wolf was originally planned to be shot digitally. Shoemaker expressed her dis- disappointment with the decision, saying, It would appear that we've lost the battle. I think Marty just feels it's unfortunately over, and there's been no bigger champion of film than him. Um, and then there's something about... Where was that? Bah, 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 bah. Oh, the release of Wolf of Wall Street... Uh, marked a shift in cinema history when Paramount became the first major studio to distribute movies in digital format, eliminating thir- eliminating 35 millimeter film entirely. Oh wow! Anchorman Two: The Legend Continues <laughs> was the last Paramount <laughs> production oh, to include a 35 millimeter film version. <laughs> wow! Fascinating that it's a Scorsese movie that kind of uh, ended yeah. the whole era damn so this is the so then this is digital huh like that's i kind of missed that but is this is a digital this isn't shot on film um let's see here it would appear let's see after extensive comparison tests the majority of the film was shot on film stock while Mm. scenes that use Mm. the green screen effects or low light were shot digitally yeah Mm. so cool mix of both most mostly film sure yeah um yeah, where do you guys where do you guys land on film versus versus digital? Does anyone care? Is that a? I mean, I I like the texture of film, but like I don't think like digital is necessarily bad. I think there's like good ways to use it, but people are often lazy with it. Yeah, like Michael Mann is like great with digital. Like the way he use he like actually like uses the texture of digital, which like most people don't. They like clean it up. Right, and I feel like maybe Fincher also oh, yeah. pretty good with digital. Oh, definitely. I also, we've been doing Coen Brothers and. Deacons mm. is like a big digital guy. Um, oh yeah. I what do you think, Eric? You know, I guess it kind of boils down to like the experience I'm having watching the movie. If I'm at if I'm at a film, 
It's I, I will say this. It's a nice perk when I'm at a movie and I know that I'm watching a film that's been shot that was shot on film mm-hmm. and I'm watching watching it, you know, pro- being projected on on film. Yeah. Um that being said, I don't honestly care that much. Mm. Like I think it's more for me it's whatever the filmmakers thinks that they can, you know, work with the best. Honestly, I don't mm-hmm. really it's it's really not something that I care too much about. Sure. Mm. Yeah, I think where I'm at on it is it is it like it, it digital obviously gives so much access to like independence, right? Independent filmmakers like you're yeah. able to actually make movies now because oh, yeah. of digital filmmaking and like it, so it really is to say like no, film only. That's pretty privileged. <laughs> that's a pretty mm-hmm. privileged seat to have. But I will say when filmmakers choose to spend their budget on that, there's a lot worse ways to spend your budget mm. than to like shoot it on film, you know? Yeah, I agree. I will say this. Yeah. Um, the TV show Crashing would not be as good if it was shot digitally <laughs> versus on film. Like it was. Wait, is that shot on film? <laughs> it was. I'm pretty sure it was actually shot on film. Yeah, yeah that is, which is insane. Pete Holmes. Yeah, <laughs> shoot an entire HBO show on, on film. Is excessive. Oh my god. Um, yeah, good for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. T.J. Miller looks so good. On film. <laughs> um. Okay, so we're gonna use uh, Michael. We use Wikipedia as our guide. Uh, it's sure. like a bit of an outline to kind of go through these films. Um, mm. It hardly ever does it justice. So just feel free to call out, you know, when we're getting to a part you want to talk about, you oh, know, sure. you know, like if, if, if we've missed something or if the Wikipedia did something, you know, unjustly, mm. <laughs> we're more yeah. like that. Those are good stopping points to kind of, sure. to kind of anything that goes wrong with our podcast <laughs> can be blamed on the Wikipedia editor. <laughs> and, and as a note, we refuse to take notes while watching the movies and make our own outlines. Okay, that's too much work, yeah. listener. Uh, uh, okay, in 1987, uh, Jordan Belfort lands a job as a Wall Street stockbroker for L.F. Rothschild, employed under mm. Mark Hanna. Um, yeah, I'll just shout out right here that like uh, the framing of this movie is really important. So right away we get like this commercial for um what will be jordan's company uh stratton oakmont i believe right away it's like the uh, the commercial with the lion <laughs> walking mm-hmm. through the office uh and um that is cut in with this sort of like goodfellas style like oh it's the present and they're they're like uh they're like throwing a little person at a yeah. at, a, at a big um a bullseye and uh then you get the Hey, you might be wondering how I got here. <laughs> uh, little narration from... Um, I don't know if you know this, but like uh, in the script, uh, that narrator for Stratton Oakmont, it's Gene Hackman, but they weren't able to get Gene Hackman. Yeah. And gosh, Gene Hackman would have been great yeah. in this movie as the narrator anywhere close to a Scorsese film. That sounds wonderful. Uh, He's not in a... Is he in any Scorsese? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but he's really great um, in in everything. I'm yeah. I think that I, I saw that little factoid and I thought that would have been really fun. Um, yeah, this opening. What do you guys think? Like, uh, I like the like the, the, the prestige is like cut immediately by like the little person toss. Right. Yeah. Immediately, just kind of cut down to size, so to speak. Like, just like completely 
uh, undercuts everything they're doing, <laughs> everything they're selling in that commercial. Um, how about uh, McConaughey as Mark Hanna? Oh man, he's he's like on real good. Yeah, McConaughey is great. I buy this. I for some reason I feel like McConaughey like does this chanting and chest pounding in his real life. Yeah, <laughs> like I totally yeah, we, we, just read, we just read that. Yeah, we just yeah. read that. Yeah. Um, um, wait, we did we? He yeah. does do that. Yeah, that's like oh, his okay. acting Sorry warm up. That. Yeah, yeah, that's like his like vocal right. exercise before like every like shoot. I think. Yeah, um, he is uh, quickly enticed into the drug fueled stockbroker culture and Hannah's belief that a broker's only goal is to make money for himself. Um, yeah, I like the thing yeah. just like lay out the, like, oh, the comedy is like all bullshit and like we don't make anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I like I like uh, McConaughey also like looks very strange in this movie. Like not this just his like, hair. Was piece? this around the time of um? Oh, what's that movie where he like he, he like has like da- HIV? Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he's like so really think, thin from that movie. Right. I think he was either trying to gain the weight back or in the process of losing it for that film. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, great stuff. I love a weird McConaughey. Yeah. Like a weird looking McConaughey is great. This was like um, during the, was this the beginning of his McConaissance or is this like a little like in the, was this in the middle? <laughs> this is like, it's between this and Dallas Buyers Club, I think that, okay. and, uh, and True Detective. Like those three mm. things are all like, they all line up pretty, yeah. pretty close together. And it's like, he's unstoppable and he wins the Oscar and, um, and yeah, Man. yeah. History books, American history books, you know, it's a decade from now, decades from now, they're going to have chapters like the Great Depression, <laughs> World War II, the McConaughey songs. We can only hope. Um, yeah. yeah, it'll go, and, and the next chapter will just be COVID. <laughs> <laughs> He's like running for governor or something, right? Or uh, something like that, right? Nice. Yeah. I see here's McCon here's my thing with McConaughey. I don't know if you got how you guys feel, but like I think I'm I love him so much as an actor and in stuff. Mm-hmm. Him as a person, I get very nervous to look anything up. Oh sure. Because <laughs> I'm like <laughs> He could fall I, anywhere. Yeah, I don't know if he's like a he's I know he's a Texan, which I am sure. too. That doesn't bode well. Mm-hmm. Uh and then I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if you're like a both sidesy kind of guy. You kind of mm-hmm. seem like that. Like I don't know sure. you know, but um. Yeah. So I, I he's a guy that I just kind of like. Ooh, like uh, just keep acting, buddy. Just yeah. No, He'd probably no. win, though. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way about my favorite musician, uh, mm. Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> Never looked anything up about him. I just don't want anything to ruin his music. For him. Yeah. Hey, real talk though. Uh, in my Discover playlist, I was listening to this like folk folky song. Kind of came mm-hmm. on. I was like, this is kind of good. John Hinckley was the uh, yeah, artist. Well, well, he's like, he's back now, right? He's like, he's doing oh, he's like bad. concerts and stuff. Yeah. He has one single out and it's on Spotify and it showed up in my Discover. <laughs> and uh, yeah, good stuff. He's Catchy. been rehabilitated. He, he, he did his time. Who is he? Who is he trying to assassinate? Was it? Oh, was that Reagan? Oh, well then, yeah. That's it's, fine. It's fine, <laughs> right? <laughs> Does anybody <laughs> fault him? Okay. Um... Jordan it, was like, loses- it, was, it was like to impress uh well it was like weird it was like it's to impress like jody foster because he like loved taxi drivers so that's like a little odd yeah it, yeah it definitely some mental illness sure probably linked yeah to that yeah so um 
wish you the best, John Hinckley. Hope you've hope you were rehabilitated and you know on the right meds. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jordan loses his job following Black Monday, the largest one-day stock market drop in history. Takes a job at a boiler room brokerage firm on Long Island that specializes in penny stocks. Uh, thanks to his aggressive pitching style and the high uh, commissions, Jordan makes a small fortune. This um, is uh, the first appearance. This is the appearance of uh, Spike Jones. who's like incredible in it. Yes. Uh, Spike gets like one and a half scenes, I think, mm-hmm. in the movie. Uh, he's very briefly in it, and he really makes a strong impression. And I offers to of, blow Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I kind of don't know what to make of this. Like, how? What is he doing that is is so strong? I, I it is unforgettable, though. Kind of this this character. <laughs> he's just a good actor. Yeah, I like Spike Jones. Yeah, me too. Um. There must also be something too, and just like the his personage is just so, rever- so the opposite of what we've seen so far. Mm. Like he's not some sort of alpha, yeah. Guy, you know, he's so That's humble true. and funny and and stuff. Um, mm. Jordan befriends his neighbor Donnie Azoff um, or Azoff, uh, and the two uh, found their company. Um, so there's a lot of scenes here. This is the first, you know, the first time we see Jonah Hill. He's uh in the diner, right? Um, asking about Jordan's car. Um, yeah, we've already sung his praises a lot. I think he's, yeah, he's probably one of my, he's probably maybe my favorite character in this. Just like anytime he's not on screen, I'm like, can't wait for him to come back. <laughs> he's just like a good bit of like chaos for the movie. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. you mentioned, Michael, he like fulfills that pesky sort of, role yeah. in this in this story eric what do, you, what do you think yeah i'm a big fan i i probably agree with you about him being my favorite character i like this whole crew i like mm-hmm. the uh i'm 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 blanking on like any of the actors names john oh. the only one i remember is john bernthal the there's like a harry the uh, henry zabrowski from like uh yes. yeah last podcast uh, on the left which is yeah. a, a podcast me and jackie listen to we uh, hmm. so i was seeing him on screen was like Wow, <laughs> I yeah. did not know he was in this. Uh, Ethan Suplee, I think, is in this movie. Oh yeah, uh, I like Kenneth Choi a lot. He's like really funny oh, yeah. in the movie. Yeah, and they all like, oh, look Michael, ridiculous. Which is you incredible. tweeted uh, yesterday or today or yesterday about <laughs> um, Middle Ditch <laughs> Thomas. Oh, Morgan, yeah. movie, which I was also like, man, that is weird. It's very funny. He's, he's like not movie. in the, like any of the orgy scenes. <laughs> 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 Yeah, he would have fit right in. I would say <laughs> he was so bummed he didn't get to. Um, yeah. Did you guys know he's Polly? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, they he probably recruit- learned like everything he knows from this movie. Yeah. Hey. Um, it. Uh, I don't know. I, as a oh man, man. <laughs> Well, he's like also like a weirdo, right? Yeah, as a UCB guy too, like mm. just like the years leading up to all that, like Rolling Stone interview, and then the rumor, and like the the uh, like the divorce and all that stuff. It was just mm. like it was a true like spiral, <laughs> like yeah. that was such a roller coaster. Because for a lot of like I like before you know anything about him, like for me, like I was like, mm. oh, he's he was like one of my favorite improvisers. Like I love. Oh yeah, he's him. like he's, he's really funny. So uh, he's also like a psychopath. Yeah, he's a complete <laughs> ego, uh, just monster guy. Um, uh, 
Love you, middle ditch, if you're listening. (laughs) Uh, They recruit several of Jordan's friends, whom Jordan trains in the art of the hard sell. Uh, Jordan's tactics and salesmanship largely contribute to the success of his pump and dump scheme, which involves inflating the price of a stock through issuing misleading positive statements in order to sell it at an artificially augmented price. Um, I like that they're like not smart guys. They're all like dumbasses, but they have like a good script. Yeah. One of my favorite lines in the film is actually his uh, PI. who's like, they're smart. You're dumb. Like, don't mm-hmm. do this. Don't talk yeah. to them. Played by <laughs> um, a Bo Deedle who was like an actual like cop. Uh, it's really strange. Oh, weird. Yeah, he's like an actual... He, that He's playing himself in the movie, which is like really bizarre, which I didn't know beforehand. I just assumed he's like a character actor. But no, that he's like playing himself in the movie, which is bizarre. That is wild. Yeah, wow. he's like a real... like a, He's like a MAGA guy now. He's a very interesting figure. Whoa. He's yeah. also like in The Irishman, I think. Yeah, he is in The Irishman. Whoa. It's very this odd, is, but he's good yeah. in the movie. He's a good actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's... He's great. He really sells that um, that character. Um, th- does anyone play the stock market? Does anyone understand really? I mean, I understand no. some bit of this, but I, I I'm not in stock. I started or... investing in stuff in Robinhood uh, three years ago, and <laughs> I think I'm down seven hundred dollars. So, nice. so yeah, you could say I play the stock market. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I I I I love that the movie does have fun with like look we're not going to explain everything to you because you don't the list you as the audience don't care and we know you don't care (laughs) about how all this works um because yeah it's much appreciated uh the um let's see here when the perpetrators of the scheme sell their overvalued securities the price drops immensely and those who were conned into buying at the inflated price are left with stock that is suddenly worth much less than what they paid for to cloak this jordan gives the firm a the respectable sounding name stratton oakmont in 1989 um one thing i kind of love about this is like the time and place that this is all happening like this story is much different if the internet is around Mm. you know like if the internet existed they would be donezo way sooner Mm. than they were allowed to perform at this level i think um yeah. these take, guys would yeah. be canceled right <laughs> it takes it takes one person uh, and their whole life being destroyed by them <laughs> to yeah. end this immediately <laughs> um uh yeah uh after an a- expose in forbes hundreds of ambitious young financiers uh, flock to his company jordan becomes immensely successful and slides into a decadent lifestyle of prostitutes and drugs he has an affair with a woman named naomi uh la paglia when his wife finds out jordan divorces her and marries naomi in 1991 um this is really heartbreaking this is a heartbreaking scene um uh, and christian uh, how do you say uh, christian uh, milati i'm like yeah. bad at pronouncing it. that's her name right yes she's like fantastic in her couple scenes Oh man, I I I really love this actor, uh, yeah. Kristen uh, Milli, uh, Milliotti. Um, yeah, she's great in everything I've ever seen her in. I think she's she's really cool. Um, and yeah, this is like this is like you see it coming from a mile away. Like you mm-hmm. know that we we all know this is gonna happen, but yeah. it's still it still packs a pretty big punch. 
but it's like it it's does. also i like that it, like he like immediately just like moves on like i like the, it's a runner that like jordan belfer like establishes like something's horrible and he just immediately moves on from it because he's a sociopath exactly yeah yeah um it, we're, we're seeing like at this point you know what is it if things happen more than twice it's a pattern like it takes a yeah. third time to establish a pattern we're we're already in pattern mode <laughs> like we can start to see the writing on the wall the themes are already in place and this is in keeping with that like um is this before or after like there's like his one like employee that like commits suicide because like there's like a woman that he's like married to who is like uh sleeping with everyone in the office right yes i i don't know if this is i don't know when that happens but that is a pretty shocking aside yeah. and i love that 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 reminds me of goodfellas quite a bit actually yeah. or casino where they would just you get like a brief very brief story within a story and it's just mm-hmm. like this it's just all what it really does for me is just blows this world out like suddenly oh, yeah. it's like this is a huge world full of mm-hmm. all these characters and all these stories that we're not even going to get to meet mm-hmm. you know because like jordan doesn't care doesn't care about his victims he just kind of moves straight on from it right right yeah the blood he doesn't recognize the, the blood on his hands or whatever mm-hmm. um what do you guys think of margot robbie i i know for a f- fact this was the first time i ever saw her in something oh definitely for me too i think she's like incredible in the movie she's got like instant star charisma uh she's really good yes barbie herself right um (laughs) yeah yeah, she's great she's really good yeah big fan of robbie um i like a you know like in, in the best way like a lot of the people in this movie are like freaks like and i love i love a good like a very good looking freak, you know, like, (laughs) like it's cool when you get an actor or a performer that just, and they they tend to gravitate towards Scorsese a lot of times Mm -hmm. that really just wants to like, you know, De Niro wants to like wear the underwear of Jake LaMotta, you know, just real freak (laughs) stuff. Like (laughs) it's, it's, it's cool. It, 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 really, I didn't know that. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, no, he like slept in like Jake LaMotta's ex-wife's house. Oh my God. Like on her couch. Like he, yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> freak acting stuff. Like sure. it's just really fun. I don't know. As yeah. long as it's not hurting anybody, like no Leto stuff. Yeah. Thank you. But like, no, I want, sure. I want freaks, man. Freaks are the best. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, meanwhile, the SEC and the FBI begin investigating Stratton Oakmont. Um, are you guys Kyle Chandler fans? Um, I like him in everything I've seen him in. I've not seen like Friday Night Lights, which I know was like his big thing yeah that's I, who that was okay um i was trying to remember who i what i recognized him from yeah i do like friday night lights a lot mm. but can't i would be lying if i said i knew any other kyle chandler uh movie or tv show i used to watch him in morning edition <laughs> <laughs> which is a great old show no one remembers where like someone would drop off tomorrow's newspaper on his doorstep every day so he just knew everything that was going to happen a day before. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, in 1993, Jordan illegally makes $22 million in three hours after securing the IPO of Steve Madden. Uh, this brings him and his firm to the attention of the FBI. To hide the money, Jordan opens a Swiss bank account with the corrupt banker uh, Jean-Jacques Sorel in the name of Naomi's Aunt Emma. Um, yeah, so this is a lot. This is a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that happens here. Um, I love 
the Jean Jean Dujardin. This is like right after the artist, right? It was like supposed to be this big thing after. Yeah, it is. um, Yeah, joining this ensemble happens like a couple years. I think the artist is 2011. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, and then, yeah, you don't see him much around in anything. No, Uh, he's like charming. That I I was like Sam. Yeah, yeah. Um, And Joanna Lumley is uh, Mm -hmm. great in this. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Tony Award winning actor, Aunt Emma. Which I heard Um, was supposed to be uh, Julie Christie, apparently. Which would be great, too. Yeah. Yeah. Insert, like, austere, Mm -hmm. amazing, you know, older actress here. It's, like, perfect. Perfect Mm -hmm. role. Um, All the flirtation stuff is so funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is is like, oh, is he hitting on me? Is she hitting on me? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that's the only time in the movie where you would get another person's... um, uh, like, you get it with uh, Duhardin because they're like kind of like they're kind of talking to each other through their minds. We're like, are you trying to right. fuck me over? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. You're right. Yes, that's right. Um, we ha- also at this point, I I, I think it, it would be good to probably bring up John Barenthal because we're about to oh, talk yeah. about him a little bit. Like he's, I love him. He, he's I the best him. in like everything. Yeah, um, scary too. I bet it would be oh, yeah. intimidating to act up against him. Like mm. in some of these scenes, he's. Like when you first meet him, that is a, those are some hard scenes where he's like mm-hmm. asking about the kid's sister and yeah. like bring me her panties and stuff. He's a real scumbag guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a neighborhood scumbag guy where he's like yes. talking to the kids in the neighborhood. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see him not play a scumbag. I wonder if he yeah. has because he's really good at playing a, a scumbag. Question. And yeah, it's I don't know. The only other thing I can remember him from, though, is uh, The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen him in... I haven't seen Walking Dead. Um, I he's saw in, like, him... one scene in, like, Baby Driver, which is, like, real fun in for, like, that one scene. Right. That's right. He's also in... He's a, he's Punisher, if anyone yeah. watches the that stuff. I, I remember watching him in the Daredevil show. Mm-hmm. And he's then... in Sicario, which is, like, real good in for, like, one mm. scene. He's also a scumbag in that. He's a scary yeah. guy in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Sicario is also very good. We should. Yeah. Um, okay. Jordan opens a Swiss bank account. So I said that with Aunt Emma. He uses the wife and in-laws of his friend, Brad Botnick, uh, who is played by John Barenthal, who have European passports to smuggle the cash into Switzerland. Um, Donnie and Brad get into a public brawl. This is after Brad has punched Donnie in the face, knocking him out <laughs> um, in a previous scene. Um, it's so this, funny that John yeah. Jonah Hill is like talking shit to like the scariest guy in the world. I know. And like, and like this whole scene is so crazy. Like he acts like he's really messed up on drugs at first. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he like fucks the whole thing up for like no reason it's just ego yeah oh totally yeah he messes this whole thing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh this is a great scene actually this is like one of the better better scenes um in the film and it's leading up to like probably the one of the most notable scenes but oh yeah uh eric what do you think of of this uh little brawl with brad where he gets arrested oh yeah it's great it's so fun um yeah. Yeah, he's just an idiot. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just so fun to watch. Right. Um, uh, Jordan learns from his private investigator that the FBI is wiretapping his phones. 
fearing for his son, Jordan's father advises him to leave Stratton Oakmont and lie low for a while. Uh, Jordan's lawyer negotiates a uh, deal to keep him out of prison. Um, uh, Jordan, we, uh, is this, have, have we surpassed the uh, the lemon seven fourteen? That's like the best yet? scene of the movie. <laughs> we we yeah. will talk about that. I'm trying to. That is literally what I was trying to figure out right now. Um, you got it. Because I, I think, think that happens right does. after the the brawl. Really. It does yeah, because like that's how he makes him up. from the Barenthal thing. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's talk about this. So this is like a sequence where they take lemons, which are these like super powerful quaaludes, um, but they're expired. So at first they stop. They they don't. They're not sure that they're working. Like m- many people on their first edible, you know, you <laughs> take way too much. And um, the sequence that unfolds is like so incredibly funny and affecting and scary and thrilling and it all takes place within a matter of like a few feet of actual like travel (laughs) um yeah what was it like watching this scene for the first time uh michael it's like such a funny scene and like my audience i remember was like just like dying at the whole scene like that first like i always think about the like the stairs scene where he's like like he's like basically he's on the floor and he like looks down to the the staircase and it just like looks way longer than it actually is it's like such a good perspective bit yeah um the quaaludes thing is great because it's something that like nobody knows about so you can (laughs) really play around with like i mean you just buy everything that they tell you about 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 quaaludes like there's no delusions of like well that's not what you know, mm-hmm. doing quaaludes is like because nobody knows, um, <laughs> and it's so fun. Like, because they're they're kind of explained in the beginning of the movie as like a sleep medication, where if you like fight off the urge to sleep, you get high or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess reminds me of like Ambien. Like one time I was on a flight and I took uh, Ambien mm. and I couldn't fall asleep. And ironically, I watched the artist. The artist was on. Uh, <laughs> was playing on the plane and I watched it with no sound. <laughs> and <laughs> that's a fine movie to watch without sound. <laughs> yeah. And enjoyed it without sound even. Uh, but um yeah, this scene is great. The scene is so fun. Um just the like the narrate the Leo narrating uh uh or hearing his thoughts as he's trying to get to his car. It's like and it's it like, drives physicality you crazy. is like so funny. It drives you crazy knowing, like, at the end of that journey, that guy is going to drive a car. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, the reveal so, that yeah, he, like, totally great. destroys the car is, like, so good. Yeah. The, and, the, and, like, the fake out of him thinking he got home okay <laughs> yeah. is so good. And then, like, yeah, like, the, um, uh, you know, in this sequence when he's trying to get in the car, you know, of course, like Leo, like breaks a bone in real life, like because of course he does, right? He just goes <laughs> way too hard and like all this physical <laughs> comedy bits and like probably really threw himself down those stairs and like just like w- really goes all out. And it's for an improvised bit that, bit that they don't even really know is going to work. Like they don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a big- finding out that like Leo was like funny was like such a revelation. Yeah. And but you know what it is though is it's like he's he's playing into the type that he knows everybody assumes about him. I yes, think. yeah. So it, it reminds me of like um this is going to be a really weird reference but like the movie Troy 
uh, has Orlando Bloom in it as a complete wormy piece of shit. Mm, and it mm-hmm. just works. Like, yeah. you're just like, yeah, dude, mm-hmm. yes, do that. Like, that's perfect for you. Like, yeah, like whenever Leo leans into being like a brat playboy, it's like incredible. Yeah, it's it's really great. And and um, yeah, then then we get the Popeye stuff. Oh, on man, the TV, I love that. Uh, where he takes the Coke, I think, to like level himself out so he can save Donnie's life from choking on ham. <laughs> uh, 70 takes later, they finally got the ham to stick on Leo's face. Apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, great stuff. Uh, favorite scene in the film, you know, um, and this is a film full of great scenes, so. Uh, so yeah, Jordan, however, cannot bear to quit and talks himself into staying in the middle of his farewell speech. This is the most (laughs) indulgent, stupid thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) This farewell speech. Uh, what'd you guys think of this where he eventually is just like, and I'm actually staying. (laughs) Yeah. It had been long enough to where I haven't seen this movie where I, it caught me by surprise again. And it's great. Yeah. It's so funny and it's so perfect for his his character it's crazy to me like i do kind of want to read this book because it i don't know man like a lot of times when a movie is like is based on a a book like this that's not like a bi not a biopic necessarily but Mm -hmm. something that covers like a good chunk of someone's life like uh the aviator or Mm -hmm. something like i find that just the general trajectory of someone's life isn't really like that it it just doesn't naturally flow in like a great storytelling mm. pattern whereas this i mean this whole movie is just it's just a wild ride it's insane it's so fun and uh yeah it's crazy how jordan belford just like doesn't change at all he's just an like- asshole from the be- well not really an asshole from the beginning so much but I, don't I think know. it like helps He's, that like yeah. I think like Scorsese has like a real perspective on this guy, which is like he hates Jordan Belfort. Right. Yeah. He's this like yes. clown asshole. Yeah. And it's and it like it really helps when you have these flavor scenes that are admittedly played for laughs, but mm. they it's showcasing like it's subconsciously wearing on you. Like oh, like yeah. this the scene where they discuss hiring the little people like Mm -hmm. for their for their party like that scene i remember like the theater is like laughing right Mm -hmm. and it's like okay like that sucks i hate when the laugh is in the place of you know some you know like making fun of somebody who doesn't deserve it but sure but it has this other effect that i think is really smart of like it grates on you like Mm -hmm. you start you 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 you'd have no there is like the it's the dumbest person in the world is like rooting mm-hmm. for Jordan Belfort. After oh yeah. Scenes like that. You know what I mean? It's like, it just, it, you, there's no question about the stance. The movie ta- is taking. Yeah, I think like Jordan. the central joke is always like, Oh, these are like, these are sociopaths. Like, I think yes. like every scene is like, a, like every like party scene, even like people like, Oh, people like rag and like, Oh, like people, they're glamorizing a bit. But like, I think every party scene like feels like a nightmare. Like they all yes. feel like it's all like a hellscape. And that's exactly what I kind of meant by dangerous is like, it just feels like, you know, like there's there, the, the frivolity that you're seeing in some of these party scenes is like oh, yeah. a Gasper no project. It's like, yeah. Oh my God. It <laughs> like truly so like feels evil in a way that like, I feel like a lot of movies like don't capture. Right. Right. Because I think they're, 
they are scared to in some mm-hmm. ways like go that go that far because and it's i think scorsese just knows he's done it he's done it so much so oh sure yeah but he also um, like understands like why that sort of life would be seductive and i think i think that's kind of necessary yeah. It's funny how Jordan Belfort, like throughout the movie, he he does mention like being charitable and how like being rich is good because you it like you can afford to be charitable or whatever. Mm. <laughs> and it's so funny how often he just pulls that card, but it's so obvious that he's oh, just yeah. doing it selfishly. Like mm-hmm. in that speech, yeah. when he points out the the woman that you know had been with the, with the firm. <laughs> it's like, since how much the did beginning. I give you? Yeah, <laughs> it's like so cringy. It's Tell crazy. them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um. In they like really do a good job of like building. Like, oh, this is like a cult, and they're like a bunch of like dumb frat boys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, in 1996, Jordan, Donnie, and their wives are on a yacht trip to Italy when they learn that Aunt Emma has died. Jordan proceeds to Switzerland to forge her name um, and save the account. To bypass border controls, he orders his yacht captain to sail to Monaco, but the ship capsizes in a storm. Um, yeah, this is a real Daniel Johnston crashes his dad's plane moment in the story. <laughs> where yeah. I'm like, I'm like, did this really happen? I need to look this up immediately. Like, did they really... Uh-huh capsize a yacht <laughs> um did yeah. they i think yeah true oh true, shit true, true. yeah pretty crazy um who plays the, rest- the captain he's like an incredible character actor i i actually don't know uh yeah i can't recall it either yeah he's like in stuff and like i always like seeing him he's got like an interesting face it's probably i wouldn't even know his name unless it is captain in the credits shay wiggum Shay Wiggum. I think he's like he's in like Boardwalk Empire. He like shows up in like a lot of stuff. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Shay. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah, that guy. He's yeah, in like yeah, Vice yeah. Principals as like You're the right. chill he's, like he's husbands. He's in True Detective. He's in yeah. uh, Silver Linings Playbook. He's in yeah. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. Cool. Um. Oh, I think he's also in The Departed. Um. Oh, okay. Maybe. Uh. After the rescue, the plane uh, the plane sent to take them to Geneva is destroyed. When a seagull flies into the engine, Jordan takes this as a sign from God and attempts to sober his drug addiction. Um, in 1998, the FBI arrests Jordan because Sorrell, arrested for an unrelated offense uh, involving the uh, founder of Benihana restaurants, <laughs> yes, uh, has informed the FBI about Jordan. Uh, since the evidence against him is overwhelming, Jordan agrees to gather evidence on his colleagues in exchange for their leniency. Um, this is, uh, you know, this is like the all the wearing a wire stuff um, is about to happen. Um, but first, we get this stuff with Naomi telling Jordan that she's going to divorce him. Pretty, like, filthy, grimy sex scene here. Yeah. Like, pretty, like, ooh, like... Uh, to, like real nightmare stuff. Um, yeah. uh, he wants full custody of their daughter and infant son. He's cocaine fueled. He hits Naomi, punches her in the stomach. One of the, one of the like biggest, uh, I hate to use a word like this, but cringe. Am I right guys? <laughs> yeah. Um, cringe. Um, yeah. Crashes no, their car yeah, in his driveway, right. watches them all, watches his family walk away, blood in his eyes. Um, yeah, terrible, terrible stuff. 
Later on, Jordan wears a wire to work, but slips a note to Donnie warning him. The FBI discovers this. <laughs> Just co- comedy of errors, truly, and arrests Jordan mm-hmm. and raids and shuts uh, down Stratton Oakmont. Um, despite breaching his deal, Jordan receives a reduced sentence for 36 months in a minimum security prison for his testimony and is released in 2000 after serving 22 months. After his release, Jordan makes a living hosting seminars on sales technique. Um, Where they bring out the real Jordan Belfort, like introduces him, like the real Jordan Belfort. Right. It's like like such a, I like, I think it's like a really funny punchline that like, oh, he's like not Leo. He's like this, like he's this dork. Yeah. I think he describes him as like a badass. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is so indulgent. Yeah, I, I almost like, I remember when I first saw this movie, I was almost like, did I I know this isn't a catch me if you can joke, mm-hmm. but it felt like one when Leo's like, yeah, apparently I know so much about the stock market. The FBI is <laughs> going to hire me to like clean up all their, get all this money from them. And I'm like, I'm like that's the plot of catch me if you can. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did think it was crazy that Christopher Walken came out towards right. the end and said, two mice <laughs> fell in a bucket of cream. Uh, <laughs> my favorite uh, Donnie Azoff line, by the way, is is towards the end here when they're out they're out by the pool talking and he says, I'll tell you what, I'm never eating at Benihana again. I don't oh, care whose birthday it is. God. <laughs> Even if it's Eric Koppel's birthday, I won't eat it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and that does it for the Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I'd love to uh, hear from. Uh, we'll start with Michael, and we'll kind of go around. Michael, we rate movies uh, out of four. Chucky Freckles. Um, this uh, so and and one is the lowest. Sure. So uh, I would love to hear closing thoughts about Wolf of Wall Street, and uh, give her a rating if you can. Uh, I gotta give it like four freckles. I think it's like a really like it's a really funny movie. It's a really like it's insane how much energy that like a seventy year old Martin Scorsese has. Uh, and I think it's just, like a really like good scathing indictment of like the system, which was like good for the time. And it's like very shocking that it was like an Obama era movie. Yeah. Um, well said. Yeah, uh, you bring up an, ama- an amazing point that Scorsese was 70. When this movie came yeah, out. yeah, he's got like more energy than like people that are like so even crazy. like a third of his age. He's got right. more energy than I do, and I'm 33. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'll go next, Jeremy. I uh, I love this movie. It's one. It's I feel the same way. Like I said about The Departed, where I watched it. I watched it for the second time, and I'm thinking, man, this has to. I can't believe this isn't like a once every year, once every two year movie for me. Um, it might have to be now because it's it's just so good. It's such a ride. It's such a fun story. It's it's insane. Like I don't know, man. There's there's I have a part of my a part of me that's kind of like um I get I I get like embarrassed for like movie scenes when they're when they're too graphic and stuff sometimes i don't know what it is about me but i get like i'm like ooh, this is i shouldn't be seeing this kind of a thing Um, like i feel that way we talked about this like with 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 boogie nights yeah where i'm like ooh, this is like a little bit too much for me you like close your eyes (laughs) 
shit. Almost, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, Wahlberg's I put my hog is coming out. Close <laughs> 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 my eyes. <laughs> Um, so that's my one, my one critique about, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, hmm. just a little too naughty. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, it's a, it's a four out of four. I, I don't think the naughtiness oh, yeah. takes away from, any, from anything. If anything, it amplifies the story of this insane man. Um, yeah, this is a great movie. I, I can't imagine, um, I, I can't, I couldn't possibly think of anything I would improve about Wolf of Wall Street. Jeremy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I can think of one thing <laughs> to improve. Uh, get the fucking Foo Fighters out of there, pal. Like, <laughs> what the hell? I think that, like, Neil Drops are, like, really funny. Because I think he's, like, it's supposed to be, like, what Dolfer would think is, like, a good movie playlist. I am choosing okay. to believe that that is the case. That it is, like, Because, like, he's playing, a, like, yeah. Goldfinger during his wedding, which is, like, the funniest <laughs> possible, like... Dance to have with your wife during a wedding is Golden right. Fighters is like his Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, this is a four out of four for me. Um, yeah, like, again, like, I, I have very few, uh, very few things that I think I don't like about this movie. It's mainly just all all positive across the board. I, you know, I, I had this thought while watching it, like, this movie took me all day to watch. I'm not going to lie. Like, mm. you know, a three hour film, like these days, you know, I'm, I got a lot going on. <laughs> you know, I have response. I have to get up and go to the bathroom every once in a while. Like, it's, <laughs> he, I think at this point, Scorsese is the only living filmmaker I trust with that, with that runtime. Like mm -hmm. he, he might be the one who does it in a way that doesn't rub me the wrong way the most. <laughs> um, like this Irishman films like that, like really earn their run times. And, uh, I think that's cool. And I also mm -hmm. think like, like, yeah, this, this movie as just some sort of like, you know, tall tale about excess, just some sort of, you know, hedonist warning or something like it's, it's, it's really special. Um, yeah. So four out of four for me. Um, yeah, I, I, the, the, the needle drops in this, like some of them are re really tasteful. I'm choosing to believe the other ones are played for comedy it, it is it is uh because that is it was it's so strange to hear foo fighters in a scorsese movie and it's like i know scorsese doesn't know who the foo fighters are no. i just know he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't know who dropkick murphys are i know he doesn't <laughs> um so yeah this is uh but this is this is a great one um michael thank you so much for joining us today super yeah. appreciate you uh giving up some of your time um i would yeah, love to hear uh if you have any plugs, we'd love to we'd love to hear that. Uh, you could follow me on Twitter. I'm uh, at Sriracha Chow. That's uh, at S R I R A C H A C H A U. Uh, you can follow me. I make cartoons sometimes. You can find them on there. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. One of the you know it should be you know how when you like sign up for Twitter, you <laughs> sign up a new start a new account and they're like you got to follow like five people. <laughs> And it's usually like, for some reason, it's like Obama and like <laughs> yeah. National Geographic mm -hmm. uh, and like Time. Yeah. It, it, you should be up there. You should be like one of the first suggestions. It's like me, Obama, uh, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, yes, I, I echo what Jeremy says, uh, Michael. We had we had a great time talking talking with you. If you want to hear more of Michael on the podcast, by the way, when we um, back when we were covering David Lynch, I believe you were on for 
uh, our series on the return yes. for parts 10 and 11, I want to say. Yeah. Um, so check that out. That was, that was a great time as well. Um, and open invitation, my dude. It's, it's so fun to talk oh, yeah, to you I'd about Oh, yeah, I'd love to come back. It, yeah, absolutely. Um, we, uh, if you are a new listener or if you uh, have memory problems, we, uh, we are covering all the Sandler and, and Scorsese movies chronologically, and we still have a ways to go. So I believe the next Sandler movie, the next episode that we're doing is... Bedtime Stories. <laughs> yeah, Bedtime Stories. So we're going from Wolf of Wall Street to Bedtime Stories. Real tone shift. Uh, and then if you want to hear us talk about... Um, if you want to request films for us to cover or hear us talk about a bunch of other stuff, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. We are doing a... Coen Brothers series right now. We just did an episode on The Lady Killers, which was Jeremy's, weirdly enough, Jeremy's favorite Coen Brothers. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so sign up for that at patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. Uh, please write, us, uh, write reviews, rate us on, I don't even know where people listen to podcasts anymore. I guess Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Uh yeah. Stitcher? Do you do reviews on Stitcher? No. Okay, don't do it there then. Yeah, don't do do it, it on Apple Podcasts. It seems like a safe bet. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> this, this is going great. Uh, thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at HubieHalloween1 and Norma, I'll see you in my dreams. Mm-hmm.